This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be joined by former world champion Miguel Vazquez here in my hometown in Newcastle. Miguel, it's been a good while. Muchas gracias por tu tiempo. ¿Cómo estás? Uh, I'm, I'm feel good. Uh, this is the fourth time for me in United Kingdom and I feel good. Uh, I feel happy for fight again uh, here in, in United Kingdom. But now uh, I will fight in Newcastle, a new city for me. As mentioned, you are going to be fighting in Newcastle. You're going to be fighting Lewis Ritson, who's a very popular fighter here, a fighter looking to, to go on and win world titles in the future. How long have you known about this fight, and when did this fight come about for you? Oh, I know that uh, Lewis Ritson is a strong man. Uh, he put... Uh, very uh, much press pressure. Uh, I I know I know the of this fight uh, before um, four uh, four weeks uh, ago, and I I stay preparing very strong, very uh, conscious consciousness. Uh, and I feel I feel ready uh, when when come in the date. I will ready. I will feel ready to fight to Ritson. Uh, I I feel that I can win. Now you have fought here a few times. You and I first met when you fought Josh Taylor in Scotland. It was a good fight, you didn't get the win. Then you fought O'Hara Davis in London. Many people thought you won. Many people thought that you should have got the win for that fight. Is it on your mind, having been on the end of a couple of bad decisions in your career, to, to be aggressive and maybe not let it go to the cards? I will be my, my style uh, 100%. Uh, if the judges uh, give me the decision, it's right. If no, well, I I know that uh, when I come into another country, I need uh, more uh, more motivation and uh, more impression for the judges. But uh, I feel that with my style, I I can win. Uh, Josh Taylor, I, I remember Josh Taylor uh, uh, was uh, very strong, very, very difficult fight for him. And, but I, I feel happy because he uh, showed that he's very, very good champion. You mentioned there, we'll stay with Josh Taylor. You were saying there he's shown he's a very good champion. Since you and he shared the ring, it was a very good fight. He's gone on and became unified world champion. Do you expect Josh Taylor to be good enough to become undisputed world champion in the future? I believe. I think so. Uh, I think that Josh Taylor can be a super champion, a great, great champion. I believe. I think uh, I... I don't have a question for 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 it. Now, you are fighting in here in Newcastle. This city is known for having very passionate fans, making lots of noise. Have you heard anything about the atmosphere here? And do you expect it to maybe be like it was in Scotland, very noisy? 
yeah, I, I know. Um, like uh, any country, uh, when uh, the public uh, support uh, the home fighter, uh, it's it's good. Uh, I try to how is it conquistar? Yeah, to win them over. Win them over. Win them over. Uh, the English people, uh, British people, uh, and I, I, I think I can make it. Final one before I let you go, Miguel. I must say I'm very impressed with your English. English has got very good, very good since the last time I seen you. I appreciate you doing this interview in English without your translator. So I'll leave you with one last question. As you as you come towards sort of the last few years of your career and you look back, you fought the likes of Saul Alvarez, Timothy Bradley, Josh Taylor. You're now headlining again in England. You fought all over the world. How proud are you of your career when you look back? My my career. Uh, I feel that uh, my my career. Uh, my career. Uh, my career. Uh, I feel that uh, is big in big. Uh, Crecer, uh, como Growing. Uh, growing. Mm-hmm. It's growing. Uh, I know that um, I have uh, three or four more years mm-hmm. for I, I, I am. I can box, but I want work, work very hard uh, because I, I want. My last fight. ¿Cómo se dice pelear con gusto? Yeah, to fight um, with kind of passion. Ah, with, with passion. And, and Canelo, for his side, uh, Canelo can biggest because uh, he can support very much support uh, since uh, he debut debuting uh, but but me no me i can work very strong for my opportunities uh, and i can i i think uh, that me can fight uh, i still will be champion. Miguel, thank you very much for being brave enough to speak English on this interview and for taking the time to speak to me. Buena suerte. I'll see you April 4th in Newcastle. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Newcastle, delighted to be joined by Savannah Marshall. Finally, the world title shot. You've had to go up to light heavyweight to get it, but you've got it. Just tell Mm -hmm. me how delighted you are, how happy you are. I'm over the moon. To be given an opportunity where it's home city, it's in the northeast. The reception I got in Newcastle last time was unbelievable. So now it'll be doing for a world title. It's a dream come true. You know much about Perez? I mean, you you said she's uh, born in Brazil but she lives in New Zealand, so mm-hmm. she's going to bring that toughness. 
This is your, she's, she's a legitimate light heavyweight as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you expecting a tough night? Oh, definitely. She's, I think she's defended a title three or four times. And she's not coming here for an holiday. Do you know what I mean? They want to come to Newcastle for a holiday. <laughs> Me? <So> she, <laughs> well, where are you from? Glasgow. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Um, so yeah, definitely. She's, it's, it's a tough challenge. It's going up in weight. What light heavyweight doesn't doesn't whack. So I am expecting a good night. Eddie says that he believes you're a middleweight or a, a super middleweight. So why light heavyweight? Why go up to light heavyweight? Just the opportunity? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it was too good to miss. But at the minute, it, it, <clears throat> there's a lot going on with the super middles and the the Mexicans just in the middle of serving a drugs ban. I don't really know what's going on about there. There's a Swede. But for me, I'm a lot of risk with no award. I haven't got a world title. Um, I've, I've got a continental with the WBA, but with the women, the mandatories aren't strict because there isn't as many women. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, uh, being given this title, the, this the shot at a title, win this, and then I've got some some like to bargain with. Again, every interview I speak to you about, it's like your name's always with Clarissa Shields. But I think with people saying that you're going up to light heavyweight, they might be thinking. Well, now that fight's getting further and further away, can you just reassure fans and the boxing public that that, that fight with Clarissa can still be made? Oh yeah, definitely. Because it was 2020 was the year that you both said. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, obviously, this was just a random opportunity. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming myself. Um, but after this fight, I'll be going back down to Super Middle. Um, I've got business and dreams to achieve at Super Middle. And then, sudden interview, what woman wants to be? Associated with the word heavyweight, <laughs> not me. Champion just makes it sound a little bit sweeter. But um, yeah, I'll be coming back down. That's a quite. A, I, never, exactly. I never. I never. didn't think of that. When I heard it, I thought, oh, heavyweight. Oh, I don't think so. And then when I thought about it, I thought, well, the world title's a world a title. A champion. You're a champion. It's a nice, a nice belt to have in your your mantelpiece down in mm. Hartlepool or wherever. It's Hartlepool you're from, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, I've got to say, women's boxing right now, I was down in Sheffield to watch Terry Harper mm. become WBC world champion. Like yourself, you've got your world title shot. We've obviously Katie Taylor doing her thing, we've got Chantel Cameron, your good friend. She's on that cusp of getting her world title shot. I mean, she's mm. fought eliminators in light, light weight and lightweight. I mean, not just in the UK, but Clarissa Shields clearly doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's boxing right now is booming, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's absolutely buzzing. Like, just need more of you, I suppose. Like with Terry. What she, well, what a girl she is. Honestly, she's an absolute star. I was over the moon for her. Um, but like you said, with Chantel, Chantel's the same. Chantel's a lot of risk with no reward. Mm-hmm. Everyone's evol- uh, avoiding Chantel. But once she gets that breakthrough and she's a champion, it'll all just, just come for her. What does it mean to you? Obviously, you spoke about the, the light heavyweight champion. What does it mean to you, for, as a girl from the North East, to be world champion because I think at the moment you'll probably be the only one from the North East as a world champion at this moment in time at this time if all going well on April 4th how does that make you feel? You'll be headlining and Lewis will be on your no, own. No I was just saying I don't think so Lewis is Mr Popular isn't he and to non it to be on his, on his card I was on his card in October and he just sells he sells the arena out on his own doesn't he? So you sell a few tickets as well did you not? Not as many as Lewis. <laughs> oh, you can sell a Hartlepool then? I can sell a Hartlepool. But um, yeah, April Hunter's on the card, who's my good friend. So we shared a change room last time, which was nice. So see, get it all on again, but this time for the world title. Obviously, it's 2020, Olympic year. Um, 
some obviously there'll be some great girls going to the Olympics yeah, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you hoping that maybe some of these girls that go to the Olympics can turn over in the pros and just to sort of fill the not so much a void, but just to pack the divisions out and pack women's boxing out a little bit more. Is that what you're hoping for? Yeah, definitely. You've got the likes of Lauren Price, who at the minute is Commonwealth champion, European champion, world champion. Mm -hmm. um, Sandy Ryan. You've got Sandy Ryan. Um, I don't really. Dubois. Oh yeah, Caroline, yeah, yeah which was, I, I was shocked to see that she, because I know she's only, she's she just turned 17 or yeah, something yeah. like that, so that that's a really good shout, um, and she's got that pro style going on anyway, hasn't she? So, yeah, it's really exciting to see what'll happen. Finally, before I let you go, Savannah, what can the fans expect from you, the Geordie fans, the North East fans, the English fans, the British fans, what can they expect from you on April 4th? Just you winning that world title? Challenge, it's going to be a really big, tough challenge, but... I'm ready to step up and I'm ready to prove myself. And finally, it's not like me to mess with Clarissa Shields. Is that fight definitely going to happen in 2020? Definitely going to happen. You promise me? I promise, yeah. You promise me? Yeah, you want to be asking her? Oh, She's oh. the one who's switching to MMA, isn't she? Well, that's that's what we're hearing. But was, did you see her with the, the knees and the kicks? What were your, what were your thoughts on Clarissa throwing some knees and kicks? <laughs> Just stick to the punching? <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't keep you much longer. Savannah, as always, oh, yeah. thank you this Fight TV and uh, see you at fight night. Yeah. Thanks thank very much. My first impressions of Tyson was uh, very tall, uh, you know, extremely tall, um, you know, and, you know, his accent, he was from, you know, British accent and uh, British uh, Irish accent, from, uh, you know, and uh, just him being in the gym and his, his, his character, you know, smiling, uh, very confident, him being a big man and being able to move the way he moves. Uh, similar to like a middleweight, maybe even a welterweight, you know, he just moves that big and, and, and most of the time when you get a guy uh, that big, they're maybe a, not to say clumsy, but maybe not as coordinated. And Tyson was very coordinated, so that caught my eye immediately. So what are you dealing with with Tyson now? What does he bring to the table as a fighter now? Um, I believe Tyson Fury brings to the table his natural boxing ability, um, his charisma, his attitude, his, um, you know, he has this, this certain swag about him. Uh, you know, he, he can talk trash uh, and, and he's able to back it up, but he, he loves that challenge uh, in any challenge, you know, maybe whether it's talking trash or it's, uh, it's boxing and competing. That's that's uh, that's Tyson Fury. He's a, he's a true competitor at anything. It's not even just boxing or or, or, or trash talking. You know, if, if we're playing a game of poker, he wants to win. You know, if we swimming, he wants to win. Everything he wants to win at, and uh, you know that's that's a strong characteristic. Uh, you know uh, that Tyson he carries. Uh, you know 
just wanting to win, wanting to be pushed, wanting that challenge, uh, the ultimate challenge. And uh, that's, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to in this fight, the rematch with Deontay Wilder, is, is that challenge. You know, he, he um, you know, felt he fought and won the first fight, and this poses a bigger challenge for him, and uh, he wants a knockout. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, MTK Global. I'm here in Newcastle. Delighted to be joined by April Hunter. Delighted to be interviewed by you, mate. Oh, Absolutely delighted. Well, you made me blush. You made me blush. <laughs> I know you're Joe's favourite, so you'll be I'm now as well. Am I your favourite as well? You're going to have to I'll, be, aren't you? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take that and I'm going to run with it. Uh, April, you have had your debut last year. This is going to be your second professional fight. How are you feeling? Both. Both? I've been busy. Well, I've, uh, have Oh, been, you fought, that's right, you fought, fought in I'm Sunderland. Two no at the minute, yeah. and then I'm out again in two weeks on the yeah. MTK show. For, and I'll be free now, I'll be going to this my fourth professional MTK fight. Show? I'm on the MTK How show. How the heck did I miss that? <laughs> oh, my, head, my head's frazzled with all, all right, these shows. Mate, There's too all... many shows at the moment, and no, I just can't keep up with them. Just trying to be busy, you know? Like, yeah. I, like, I like fighting, I like boxing, I just want to be as busy as possible. And, Work me way up, fastest boss. The way the women's boxing is, is, is it's booming at the moment. Like, yeah. Uh, Eddie mentioned it in the press conference. Said you've got Terry Harper last week. You just make him WBC. Savannah Marshall's fighting for the WBO light heavyweight title. Katie Taylor doing her thing. Chantel Cameron's on yeah. the cusp of maybe a world title this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She must be buzzing at the moment to be a part of the world. Oh, it's amazing, man! I've literally just got in at the right time, haven't I? Yeah. And I've got the I got the spot of being Newcastle's first female, so I hold a bit of history. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And I just kind of waited just be a part of it. I think I'll be a world champion myself in years to come. So, the thing was, women's boxing. It's, it's probably safe for me to say that the, the talent pool isn't quite there yet. It's not. There's not many female fighters. So for you to become a world champion and you to get that route to be, the route to become a world champion, it's, it's going to be quicker than a man. Than it could be a lot faster than yeah, a man. Faster. Yeah. So I think I'll be fast routed. Like I think I'm going to be looking at probably seeing who's got the Commonwealth title about the end of the year, start next year, and go through that that route. And, there's not a, not enough British like girls at the minute, but I think obviously with the 2020 after that, I think the pool might expand a bit if uh, the Olympians turn over. Totally agree with so you. Totally agree. Got my eye on a couple of them and. You're gonna start calling people out. <laughs> nah. Are no. you like that? Are you that type of person to call people out? If nah. they've got a title or if they've got a title and I've got a if I've got a shot to make it, I'll try my best. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered if I've got to call them out. Celia Brock as well, you know, man. Oh, Celia Brock, is that a name then? Wouldn't mind. passed it now, you're aren't you? You're well away, aren't you? I'm well away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Celia Brock house. Celia is the, has the, the target, yeah. She's got them all. I think she's, 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 she's going to fight Katie Taylor, and I think Katie Taylor will beat her, so we'll just see. Well, we'll just Katie Taylor's got probably a busy year ahead. She's yeah, got Amanda Serrano, she's got faces, maybe even the rematch with Pursun. Yeah. I mean, there's talk about Terry Harper fighting her as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. I they think Chantal Cameron as well. Now, so. <laughs> yeah, forget paid. I'll do it. 
I've got to ask as well, you are Newcastle's first female yeah. professional boxer. Mm -hmm. What would it mean to you become Newcastle's first female world champion? Oh, it'd be amazing. Like, I just live and breathe boxing. I love it. This is all I want to do and this is all I'm going to do. And I'm going to keep going until I, to I become a world champion. If I've got to take the fast route with not as much experience and I take it not, I'll come back, I'll rebuild and I'll go again. I'm not going to just, you know what I mean? But hopefully that doesn't happen. But I'm positive I will become a world champion. You, yeah. no, talk to me about North East boxing, but this good. This madman here. Punch hard. Tell them, Joe. Punch. She punches hard. She punches hard. Who's that? Trust. Yeah, trust is <laughs> when I spar, alright. I'm like, right. It's open spar. Cause I'm, I'm sparring. I go air. It's a bit right. I'm taking nice and light. Next thing, Nash, you catch up the left hook. I'm like, pull. Yeah, open spar. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Three consecutive left hooks to the head. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so who, who wins between you and Joe at the spar? Who gets the better? Oh hook? yeah, it's just, uh, no comment. No, no comment. Joe gets smoked. I wish he got smoked, man. I weather the storm. Put it that way. I weather the storm. But I'm in there. Six rounds we're doing. I'm in there. And I give him, I give him, give him some problems. But Joe's Johnny. It's just. Comes, 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 on my chest, on my chest. I hook spin them into the ropes and then I just say, why have I done that? I've made him feel, and then he just adders. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> No, it's good. And then obviously Tommy Hodgson, he's he's coming about. Tommy's a bit more composed with this, so we're like have a more like a technical spot since Joel, you know, it's a bit crazy with his boxing. And then uh, I think that's amazing. So I've got him for like a hard spot, and then I've got Tommy, who's technically amazing. Tommy Hodgson, he's a JV boxer. He's just come to the gym, turning over. So I'm, I'm I've got amazing people around us. You know what I mean? Jamie Bates, pure workhorse in the gym. He's like a world level kickboxer who's turning boxing. I've got Rob Esme. The gym's booming at the minute, you know what I mean? So you've got the best, the best of the spawn in that gym? For me, Sounds yeah, like anyway. of course. I think obviously the it's not in, in I'd say it's the best gym in Newcastle. Obviously, Fanos and Hartlepool, so that's not not included because obviously they've got Tommy Ward and it was written that gym's amazing. But um, I think I'd definitely say we've got the best gym in Newcastle, definitely, hundred percent. So good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> I won't keep you much longer. No, well, I mean, uh, good, good luck in your fight and Thank uh, you, Eagles and then I'll and see Eagles, you in April. Definitely. Good luck, Thank you. Good to be back. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has, just a little honeymoon period. Um, four years. Uh, but it's boxing, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going into the last few chapters of, uh, of the Josh Waddington story. You know, the, some big fights out there. Um, I've, made, I've made it quite known that I wanted to go over to the States. I feel like I've done everything there is to do over here in terms of personal achievements. Fighting at Ellen Road, um, fighting at Leeds Arena, fighting at Manchester Arena, you know, headlining, headlining 12 or so shows now. So, um, you know, stateside is one there, and uh, I believe that we're match room that we'll, we'll be able to achieve them dreams. Personally, away from, uh, away from boxing, become a dad, so I think um, that change your, changes your aspirations, where you want to be. Um, but in them time, in that time away, um, you know, on the initial move from Matchroom, um, I'd live months out and, you know, I was able to get a, a, an, an injury what had been going on for some time sorted out and allowed my body to rest. You know, from 16 years old, I'd been non-stop obsessed with boxing, 
you know, wanting to turn pro. Then I turned pro and the fights were coming thick and fast. I never, I was never at a gym. I had like four or five days off and then I was back in. And even though I was only fighting like, you know, four or five times a year in my first couple of years, there was, there was still lots of sparring to be done. I had lots of learning to be done. If, um, if, if, if the champions at the time, British champions wanted sparring, then they'd, they'd phone my dad up and my dad never turn it down. And we'd go and get the experience in the different gyms, by the different, um, different lads who were, who were preparing for the fights. And I think it took a toll on my body over the time. I'd never given my body that chance to, to mature and, and to grow. So in that um, 11 months, I noticed a, a lot of change in body. And by time, you know, I come back with the uh, Kiko Martinez fight, you know, I developed a lot. Um, and then there was still, you know, cause a lot, 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 lot of rust in that fight, but it gave me a chance to, to, to learn a little bit more. And uh, by the time I had the final eliminator, I was primed, ready. I couldn't have had any more fights or any more experience that were, I were perfect, ready to go for the world title. Um, obviously then I've gone on to, you know, shock the scene, but it's as though we knew that we're, we're always in there. We're just bringing it to the table. A lot of fights I were just, you know, when I were with Matchroom, I was on that cusp, it were British, Commonwealth, European, and then it's you're on this eliminator. But we're kind of being on fast forward and it were you could be fighting for world title next, you could be fighting for world title next. Then I got to the world title, it was a chance to show what I'm really about. I mean, people like, wow, you, you stood and traded it with Frampton, but I've no I've, I've been able to do that. On my 21st birthday, I was standing toe to toe with Kyle Johansson, who was British champion at the time, and he would have been he would have knockout artist back in the day. So I've, I've always known that I've had the, the fight in there, but he's it was bringing it to the table. And when I got to the world t uh, title stage, when I got become a world champion, it was I can let it all go now. I can just show what I'm about, and uh, and that's what it's been for the last few fights. I've always taken it baby steps. You know, I've never. I never turned pro saying I'm going to be world champion. I'm going to have all these followers. I'm not going to have this fucking fan base. And never, it never that for me. Where let's see if I can win a British title. I remember the day I turned pro. My manager said to me, "What's your aspirations?" I hope he said, "I hope it's not fucking money because there's no money in this game." And, you know, with British title, I said, "I just want to try winning British title." But then we, you, you go on. Now I'm like Ring Magazine, rank number one, box rank rank number one, world champion, three defenses, thirty fights, ten years unbeaten. So. It's not doing too bad and I don't want to stop there because the fire's still burning. I want to go and unify the division. I want to win another world title and I believe I beat any of the world champions and, uh, and, and there's options there to go on and become two-way world champions. So I feel like my peak years and everything's there in front of me and I've just got to go out and get it. This game is all about timing. It's, I mean, you, you get some fighters, these, these young fighters who want to they want it all instantly. They want the they want the verified ticks on the Twitter and the Instagram. They want they want the thousand followers. They want to be selling out the big the big arenas and whatnot. And and they want the big fights. They want to be mixing it with the world champions. But it's, like I say, it's baby steps. You've got to learn your craft. And we did that for a long, long time. You've got to be patient. You've got to be very patient. And um, now I've done my apprenticeship. I've done my hard slogs. I've done them hard fights, and I've learned for every single one. I'm at world level now. And I feel there's nothing what can faze me. Not a big occasion can faze me because for the last, for the last few years, or for the last five, six years, I've been you know, selling the Leeds Arena out. You know, 10 fights I've had there. Manchester Arena, Ellen Road. I've done all that. So the big occasion don't faze me no more. The big names don't faze me. The big punches don't faze me. I've done it all. And like I say, I'm only just like reaching my peak, getting you know, real strong. 
records are through the roof and uh, and the boxing brain's coming in. I walk into fights now and I'm, I'm relaxed as ever. I'm not nervous, I'm not tense, I'm just enjoying it all. These experiences, like, you know, you don't walk into a boxing gym and, and, and know that you can fight in front of thousands of fans on live TV with, with all on stake. Yeah, lads can come in at the gym and they can be fucking red hot inspiring sessions and they can bash people about. Yeah, take them out of the comfort zone of, of, of the gym and say, right, it's mean something now. Your purse is on this, your belts are on this, your career's on this, your, 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 um, your ego's on this. All of a sudden, fucking hell, everyone's, the mind, the reds have gone. They've left it back in gym. They don't realise what that means to be fucking doing it under lights. And and I've done all that. Like I say, I've, I've had the mad fights where I've been the, the massive underdog, the 4 to 1 underdog. I mean, like I said, I've been, it was were, it were a two-horse race. Everyone were writing us off. Josh ain't got a chance. He's going to get his head boxed off. It's not going to last. He's not going to sit 12th round. You know, we beat him. Then, oh, he did all right against Lee, but Carl's another level. Carl's another level. And I'm thinking, how many fucking levels is it? You know, but you come through all them and you come through that, that doubt and the, the, you know, that you've suppressed your expectations, but you're only going to go so far. You keep on going, you keep on chipping away. And, and here we are. And it's like, I can add stuff in, in this bit, in the boxing and te the technical stuff, but everything else what comes with it, with the craft and you know the mindset, I've done it all, I've been there and done it all. I like to just sit on the bench and just and just watch from sidelines and, and in terms of the business side of it. And I'm not one to start calling folk out on, on social media and, and you know, people can get all loud and leery on, on social media, but when it actually comes down to signing, it's a different story. So I'll leave that to Steve, leave that to my dad, leave that to Eddie to get sorted out amongst them. Like I say, the Shakur Stevenson there, he's out in, in March time. We'll see what happens after that. Um, there's also Kanju, Gary Russell Jr. I mean, that, they're two names as well, what really excite me. I mean, they're all exciting fights. Shakur's got a gob, you know, so he's a bit of a gob shy, you want to punch him in. Um, but Gary Russell Jr., he's been there a long time. He's like, I think he's second longest reigning world champion of all the divisions. So, and that green and gold belt, that WBC belt, man, it's lovely as that. And then you've got Kanju, who throws like like 5,000 punches a fight. He's on design as well. Uh, of course, yeah. And that, that wakes my appetite because you, you think about the fans and you think of how much uh, an exciting fight that would be. So, all them wet my appetite. And uh, like I say, I'll just leave it to to Steve and to, to, to my dad and, and to, to Uncle Eddie to work the magic. <laughs> You know, you, you grow up watching boxing you know, on, on TV. It's like like when kids grow up dreaming of uh, playing at the you know the stadiums and whatnot. And then you know the the, the dream of going to Wembley or, or going over to the like like ninety like 90s and, and and kids from the noughties will dream about going to New Camp or, or or you know the big stadiums over there and, and, and watching or playing for the sorry in, in, in the big in the big occasions. Is it actually going to happen? Well, for 95% for of the kids, maybe 99% of the kids, it's not going to happen. They're not going to get that opportunity. But, you know, I, I'm in the same boat, but in a different sport, in boxing, I was in this, like, I've that young kid, a young boxer, young amateur, and he used to watch them fucking big shows on, on, on the States and on TV when they were featured in the States. And then you think, wow. I'd love to be a part of that, you know, MGM, Madison, or Madison Square Garden, or, you know, fucking being on Vegas Strip, and you think, I love to be part of that, but twelve rounds is, it seems scary in front of all them people overseas. But now I can live it. I can live it, and it's 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 all in touching distance. Just gonna keep on winning, and, and and I'm in a position now where it can be made. 
you know, dream, these dreams can become a reality. I never thought I'd get to this stage, but I'm fucking here now. And I'm going to take it with both fans and grasp every single moment of it. You know, the fan base has gone beyond Leeds now. I think it was yeah. it just centred round round Leeds when I was previously with my own. But now, the, the, the fights where, you know, against Selby, against Southampton, people are like, oh, he's no longer just a ticket seller. He actually has got something about him. And uh, it's like sort of this is it, yeah, and, it, and it's got bigger, bigger nationwide. So I do think that if we do have that little trip over, people want to be joining on board. I've, I've certainly picked up a lot of um, fans from over Ireland and Northern Ireland, and you know I get messages from from all over the country now. So you know they're all, everyone's welcome, and uh, and you know I want, want to be re representing the UK now, you know, not just Leeds, not just Yorkshire, but the UK now as you know, and I want to be known as you know, Britain's you know good boxers. Truth be told, I was probably a bantamweight when I first started out. You know, I used to walk around about nine stone, and I was I was fighting guys at nine stone, so nine stone four. You know, the journeymen as I was coming through, and then when I was getting up to champions level, I was probably a super bantam. Mm -hmm. But my dad had he had a longevity, he had a, he had a like a, a vision where he went about just now it's about like down the line you want to be strong when you get into them title fights down the line and i probably couldn't see that maybe a little bit naive but he knew that listen you'll grow into it you'll be yeah. strong into it if i tried to make so blunt or anything now i'd be i wouldn't be able to do it i would have, would have had to move up featherweight now i'm i'm at my peak and everything's come at the right time and like i say talking about timing i make it perfectly you know, the, the, there is times when, uh, you know, you go through camp and you're looking on scales and you think, well, they are where we are now, but, you know, I've never had a problem. I've never had to starve. I've never had to dehydrate myself, like, five hours in sauna, coming out, like, deaf. Don't get me wrong, I lose a bit in the face, but, you know, I make the weight perfectly, and I think it'd be up to me if I want to move up, but it's just the goals, isn't it? You just want to keep on achieving and, uh, and you know, pushing yourself to the limit. You got to keep on testing yourself and pushing yourself, and I only want to be part of the, the big fights now, the big fights, the hard fights, and uh, bloody hell, I've suppressed everything that I've ever dreamed of doing. So to go on, why not? Why not have them dreams that scare you? You know, why not like dare to to, to be great and to and to, to believe that you can achieve them? Hell, they're only they're only four pound heavier. You know, I've had wars with, with like guys who will fight lightweight, like Weller. I'm sure I can go on and, and, and do it. And I want to look at some of the other, when I look at this, some of the other um, world champions at Superfed, I think I can beat them guys. So I have dreams and aspirations. My next fight will dictate what happens down the line, but um, can't ignore the fact that he's managed to challenge, but it's, uh, we'll just see what happens. Personally, I would want to go straight into unification. Um, you know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, Fucking, I'd probably do the opposite way around. Who, who won the first defence goes into the guy who's ranked even higher? You know, in Carl Frampton, he shouldn't have done that because then everyone's expecting eye fights all the time, the big fights all the time. So when obviously Galad were mandatory, some fans thought, why is he fucking fighting him? But obviously, I had to do that. And then, because we couldn't get the unification squared up uh, before the end of the year, you know, we, we ended up going into coach, but it was the highest ranked fight that we could get hold of in the IBF. So well, people, even though they enjoyed the fight, they want to see me part of the big fights and I don't want to keep stringing everybody along having these steady ones. And plus, you get complacent, you get comfortable. 
I like the fights what give me the fear factor. Okay, know, this guy's decent here, or he's been a world champion, or he's done this, or he's look at his knockout ratio. That's what gives me fear factor, and I think that's what brings the best out of me. Because you know that they're going to be bringing their own game, so when you're in the gym, or when you're out on the road and you're, and you're running away, you're thinking about them, you're thinking, how, how hard are they training? Are they gonna, do they want it as bad as I want it? And on the night time, when you're just before you go out to the ring, all that plays into your mind. They've got as much a stake as what you have, so they're willing to put it on the line, and that can that can help. And, and now the fight goes as well. And uh, I can hell out. I've only got to beat one of one of them champions. I can get a ring magazine belt, and I've said a fucking the missus has promised if I win one of them, I can get have a trophy cabinet in the living room. So I want one of them. So we'll see what happens. You you, you look. At boxing as a as a young fan, and you you, you say well, Rocky Free, dead, 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 dead. It goes past, past the screen. I mean, that's uh, it's it's unbelievable. And but you never think you're going to get to them. I mean, Leeds has never had um, a world champion, and I mean Yorkshire has not had many. I don't think three. If Nas won the fucking ring magazine belt, but. You know, there's not many fires. Don't get me wrong, over the last few years, we've had a fair few world champions. You know, Great Britain, UK, some good world champions. But we haven't had many ring magazines, obviously like Callum Smith and, and Josh Taylor. Um, but... Outside, yeah, it's quite sacred. Yeah, it is, it is, and not many. And, and, I mean, you do become a legend then, don't you? You become a legend of British boxing. To, to win a ring magazine belt, you're like unified champion. You know, you go down and, hey, we're a good champion. And, you become like folktale in your local area, but people will always remember you then. And uh, obviously, it's just nice to have that legacy. At this moment in time, I just know that we've uh, we've, we've changed parties, and and that's as far as we are. Um, I think all they'll be doing all the work and the phone calls and that, and we should have something to announce. But um, yeah, I just say to the fans, you know, keep the money to one side, and, and we'll see what happens. Just fine, I can't go without uh, speaking about Leeds. Yeah. Sort of had a little bit of a dip in the last couple of weeks, but still yeah. second, I think, after last Still week. second, still second, and um, yeah, we've had a dip. But it matters in May, at the end of the season, you know, so uh, we will fly an eye um, last season, and we had a dip around this time, but this time around, I think we've got a little bit more about us, so. Like I say, if you can get that momentum going into the last 10 games or so, that's what's going to be the difference. It's all right blowing your load, you know, like March time. You want to be able to go into, like, March up on May strong. So we've got plenty of time. We looked, uh, we looked all right yesterday against Brentford. You know, if we're a bit of a mistake, but can rectify that in this game on Saturday, then uh, I've still got the faith that we'll go up. Yeah. Josh, we look forward to your next move and uh, welcome back again. Thank you very much. So Manny Pacquiao was apparently signed to Paradigm Sports Management, who are the management company of Conor McGregor. I'm assuming Conor McGregor owns the company or has some kind of stake in the company. If not, he is signed to that management team. I'm not sure which. I'm not really a big MMA guy. But the point being, it looks as though the Pacquiao-McGregor fight is becoming more and more of a likely probability. So what do you guys think about this? He's already fought Mayweather, made an enormous amount of money doing that in that circus show. 
Now Pacquiao wants a piece of the pie. <laughs> Will MMA fans believe in Conor McGregor again? In terms of him stepping in a boxing ring and having success. One thing that McGregor has going for him, obviously, is that he's a very big man compared to Manny Pacquiao. I mean, Conor McGregor in the UFC, what, what weight does he fight at? Is it like 170 pounds or something? 175 pounds? And he has to come down to that weight, from my understanding. Manny Pacquiao walks around probably 150 pounds. So he's tiny compared to Conor McGregor. McGregor, you know, much more tall, rangy, all that kind of business. Can he fiddle Manny Pacquiao around for 10, 12 rounds and try and make some some kind of fight of it? Obviously, if this was the Manny Pacquiao who fought De La Hoya and Miguel Cotto, this fight would not be going the distance. I mean, this fight wouldn't probably go five, six rounds. McGregor would get torn to shreds. But Pacquiao isn't what he used to be. McGregor, although he's not a proper boxer, he is a young man. So, I don't know, man. It's obviously an exhibition. It's a circus, just like the Mayweather fight was, if this fight happens. But hey, I mean, Manny Pacquiao can't have many years left in him. I mean, to be honest, I thought Pacquiao was done probably four or five years ago. So clearly I was wrong. And he had a lot more mileage in the tank than I uh, thought he did. But again, at 40 plus years old now, he's not going to go on forever, is he? So can we begrudge him from having a, a an exhibition against Conor McGregor where he's going to make an enormous amount of money? I can't begrudge him that. Again, particularly towards the end of his career. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Just a short one about this particular news story. Manny Pacquiao signing with Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor's management team. Excuse me. All right. Let me know, people. It's happening.